guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Courtney, and we are the ladies behind Courtney Kelly on Instagram, the founders of the Lifestyle Blog, and this is in Manhattan. And we're back with another week of So Random. How are you, Court? I'm fabulous. Uh, so I'm just now back from a little trip to Sedona and the Grand Canyon, which was wonderful. I love Arizona. I learned so much about that people believe Sedona is like a vortex. Yes. And that's why you feel so calm there because the whole city itself is within this like spiritual vortex. Yes. It is so beautiful. Wait, did I tell this on the podcast or did I just tell it to you? My Sedona experience. I don't think so. Well, we kind of talked about how you took a influencer. You were on the PR side of an influencer trip to Sedona a couple years ago, but I accidentally missed one of the events because I slept through it. (laughs) I don't remember if I told it on the podcast or if it was just you, but yeah, I legit slept through one of the events. Like I was the one leading the event and I slept through it, but it was at 4 30 AM. So like, whatever. Yeah. But Sedona is so gorgeous. And as we know from Salt Lake city, Arizona is the, um, ugly stepsister of Utah. (laughs) I know I get what Heather was saying about if you're a Salt Lake city housewife and your cash trip is to Arizona, like I would be mad too, but Arizona, especially Sedona, it really is one of the most beautiful places. I've never been somewhere that's stunning before. And you're just anywhere you walk in the town. It's just these beautiful red rocks everywhere. Yeah. Do you feel refreshed and revived? Yes. But I will say that once we left the city limits of Sedona, I was like back to feeling, oh God, I got to like get to my flight and then I got to do this. And then I was like, oh, get me back within those city limits. Um, And then Kyle had his bachelor party this weekend. I know, but I don't really know any stories or anything. I know. I think that's how it's supposed to be though. Yeah. And they've kept it like pretty hush hush, but I think everybody had fun. I, I mean, bachelor parties are just different than bachelorette parties. They're not like posting Instagram stories of every little thing that they do. Yeah. Like Kyle didn't even get a group photo. (laughs) (laughs) We had like group viral group TikToks. Exactly. So I think that like the bachelor parties are just such different situations. Like, yeah, I think they really like, don't, they're not on their phones at all where we're like filming everything that we're doing. Everything was basically like a big brother house. Exactly. (laughs) I think they just like drank and watched sports. Yeah. I went to the casino. Yeah. Yeah. The same casino that Courtney and I got kicked out of a couple years ago. This is true. Cause we were, cause we were riding, we were riding around on the, the broom, the janitor's broomsticks, pretending we were playing Quidditch. <laughs> I think the issue was everything was fine until Kelly took the dustpan and acted like she was pouring it on people's heads. And then that's when the people like called security. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so funny that we could be like, people be like, why'd you get kicked out of a casino? And it's legit because we were like playing Quidditch and (laughs) dumping fake trash on people. Oh God. What a time to be alive. Um, well I had the, the craziest shake of a weekend. Tell me all about it. Well, as you know, I went to BravoCon and it was truly like I was on another planet. I've never met so many humans like us. Like everybody was the same. <laughs> like everybody, it, we would sit down to like eat a snack or something and you would immediately start talking to the other Bravoholics about 
the most minute details that you should not know about another human being. Like it was just pure, pure joy. And everybody was like, had a schedule and everybody's like, okay, now this is time to eat. And then we're going to this panel and then we're leaving 15 minutes early to go to that panel. And I was like, oh my God, like this is, (laughs) I've never been surrounded by so many me's before. But it was so funny. I think it like weirdly got a lot of backlash online that people are like, oh, it's like fire festival. And it was not at all. Like it was in my opinion, really, really well organized, but also after doing New York fashion week for so many seasons, like this felt like a walk in the park. Every panel was on time. Maybe it was like five minutes late, but like it was so well organized in my opinion. Good. I mean, yeah, I think people just like to compl- have something to complain about. Yeah. It's like, of course, what do you think's going to happen when you go to a Javits convention center? Like you're going to wait in a line. We didn't at all, but we also went on Sunday, but what Saturday, like all, our tickets got all messed up and Johnny was up at the Javits center at the will call for like three hours and was overhearing everybody trying to get refunds on their tickets because they were waiting in lines. And I'm like, where do you guys think we are? Like, hello, this is Disneyland for Bravo. You're going to wait in the line. Yeah. And I think there was like 20,000 people or something there. I mean, it's just impossible to not have to wait. I guess the advice would probably be to go on Sunday or Friday rather than go on Saturday. Yes. If you don't want to like have to deal with craziness, it sounds like the better days were Friday. Cause at least that's what I've seen from the Bravo um, accounts that went all three days. They said that Friday was great and Sunday, but like Saturday was kind of chaotic. Oh yeah. Sunday was like a walk in the park. We would walk into everything and go sit down. And that's kind of what I wanted. I mean, I don't really care about like, oh, we have to go see the Beverly Hills panel or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it was just so much fun. I highly, highly recommend the thing about it is like, you could really tell who was a legit performer and who was like, just not like Kenya, that girl knows how to work a freaking mic. Whenever she talks, she's like, okay, let me tell you, you guys want to hear about Bolo. And, but then the Southern charm people like would, like Madison LaCroix was doing this with her mic, like not talking into it. You could really tell who was so good and who could control a crowd. Like Kenya, Candice, Tamra were definitely absolutely the best. And I feel like the rest of them should have been sat down in media trained and like mic trained. This is how you hold the mic. This is how you relate to people. So I'm going to pitch my services to them. Oh, that's a great idea. I love it. Okay. So I need to tell you the biggest tea that I heard from the weekend. Yes. What was the, what was the 411? Okay. So the 411 is that, and Austin spilled this. And I actually think Taylor's really upset about it, but on the Southern charm panel, a hundred percent, they were still drunk the next morning at their panel. Cause it was kind of early. It was like 10 30. So they were definitely still wasted. And Austin, you know, he's talking like this because he was like hungover and he spilled that Shep and Taylor spent the night together the night before. And this is after like Taylor's terrible. Well, she thought it was a terrible performance at the reunion. I kind of, I felt where she was coming from. I felt like I would have reacted the same to what she did at the, her yeah, I loved week. her. I thought she was the number one from the reunion. She like yeah. brought emotion. She brought like, I, I thought she was the star. 
I thought she did so well, but she's been saying how embarrassed she is about how she reacted. But I'm like, that's your authentic reaction to what this horrible man has put you through for the past two years. Yeah. I, that makes me sad that she feels that way. Yeah. She even said it on the panel. She's like, I'm so embarrassed, but I, I so appreciate for everybody like making me feel better, but she had the loudest cheer out of everybody who came out on the Southern charm panel. Yeah. I mean, she's getting that. She's working to get that contract re-signed. Oh yeah. She's getting that contract re-signed. Didn't see that one coming. I have to tell you. (laughs) I mean, I thought that she was kind of been boring, but then the reunion, I was like, damn, yeah, I think she probably felt it. embarrassed because Andy Cohen was like, he was kind of being hard on her, but I was agreeing with her. I was like, let her get out what she wants to say. Yeah. And it's authentic. And you could tell she, she didn't talk to him before the reunion. So she could let it all out. And that is a good TV reality TV star. Okay. Also Tamara was stirring the pot. She said that Jen Shaw had her Shaw squad with her on Sunday morning and basically like barged into her room and took over Tamara's glam. Jen had a jeweler, her psychic and her lawyer (laughs) with her. And during the Andy panel, he basically said that she was uninvited to anything Bravo related after she pled guilty. Yes. I knew all of that. Um, which I agree with. She shouldn't have been invited to BravoCon, but I just feel like there's nothing thirstier than this woman who is literally about to go to jail for 10 plus years and has to be at BravoCon after crashing after parties. It's like, you should be spending that time with your family. It's truly shocking, but also it kind of makes sense. Like she just wants to be living in all of her glory. And I guess this is her glory. I agree. I think she's like very much enjoying her time. Very much enjoying her time. Um, okay. And then the last thing is that the, re- the Roni reboot was announced with the new cast members. Are you excited? Yes. I mean, it's obviously bittersweet. I think we want all of these girls to fill the shoes of the previous cast, which is just such an epic cast of very like quirky characters. And I think everybody's looking at these characters and being like, are they going, are they quirky? Like a lot of them are influencers and we've met Cy and Lizzie and they're both super nice. Like couldn't say a bad thing about either of them. It's more just wondering if like to me, Cy I think we'll be very worried about her image. I mean, she's an influencer. Yes. She has kids. She's never really introduced her husband on her Instagram account, um, which she's going to have to do on the show. So that will be interesting. Lizzie is great. I know that she's now sober and that's a very interesting storyline that I think can play into the new reboot. And I think Jenna Lyons will be fabulous. I think she will bring kind of that quirkiness because I don't think she's going to want to be there. So I think the whole time she's just going to think the whole thing's stupid, but then that might bring good drama. I'm shocked that she signed on to it. Yeah. Because we, she has a show on HBO max called stylish and me and Lex kind of style were interviewed for it, but we were told by the producers that we were not allowed to mention that we were influencers because apparently Jenna Lyons hates influencers, but yet the rest of that cast is literally influencers. So it's all content creators. So I'm interested to see how she does with 
she has already achieved a level of fame. So you have all these other girls that are now trying to achieve fame. So I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. Cause I think she might be annoyed. I think she's going to be annoyed. I was listening to Heather McDonald's podcast and I, I didn't know this about Jenna Lyons, but I guess she divorced her husband and is now dating a woman. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. So I knew all this because when I was going through the interview process of the show, like I had Googled a lot about her and yeah, like she has a son and everything and had kids and it was, she just, now she's with woman, but it's the first LGBTQ cast member on Roni. So that's exciting. I, I'm obviously, I think the fashion is going to be amazing on this new season. I think that's something to look forward to. It's just, you have these new casts like Salt Lake City that brings so much to the table. And I think with having influencers in the cast, the thing I worry about is that they're very worried about their image and they don't want to ruin like their brand. I mean, Sai has already a huge following, Scout the City on Instagram, one of the cast members. And I just don't know... I think her kids are going to bring it like they're so cute. Her daughter is a star. So I think her daughter is going to, I think her kids are going to be a huge, um, a huge, uh, storyline storyline for her. And I think everybody's going to love her kids. So I was scrolling on my Tiki talkie yesterday and our friend Cheyenne, it's Cheyenne Adler on TikTok. I don't know if you saw this. She said, um, oh, it's really weird to see one of the new housewives who was your old boss at your old internship and never paid you your final paycheck or something like that. So she is on TikTok right now doing story times about her old boss. Her old boss is the one, the woman who had the purse line. I forget her name. Oh, that's friends with Lex. Yeah. Aaron. I I think her name, that's Aaron. Interesting. Well, good for her. Get that money. Yeah. Get that bag. She's getting a lot of views on TikTok right now. And I'm like, what's she going to post next? I mean, that's what happens. If you sign on to a TV show, people are going to be coming after you with receipts. Totally. And it's really interesting. So I think we kind of talked about this months and months ago, but Courtney and I were reached out to for Roni reboot. We sent them like back our questions. We had to send them pictures of our, like our apartment and like our backstory, they never got back to us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's our ages. I think, I don't think they want to cast a 29 year old on, uh, the roadie reboot that, Why? but maybe, Why? maybe at some point in the future, maybe at some point, but I only say that because like, I do want to say we all, we have like one degree of separation to every one of these cast members. So, um, <laughs> maybe we'll be friends up next season. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Okay. So we are going to talk about some pop culture and social media updates. So it hasn't been long, but Olivia Wilde has found herself back in the freaking press. Back in the press. It didn't take long. It didn't take long, but with with none other than salad dressing. (laughs) (laughs) So we're now having to kind of understand more about salad dress salad dressing gate, which apparently what has happened is that Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis's old nanny, which I guess she was a nanny for about three years. She decided to leak all these text messages to the daily mail between them while they were kind of going through this nasty divorce and Harry Styles was getting in the picture. And, um, I just love this one little snippet from the article. 
Sedakis. So this is where it all kind of comes from. Sedakis became infuriated after seeing Wilde preparing a salad for Harry Styles with her special dressing in the family kitchen, leaving him ranting furiously at her and filming the encounter before he tried to prevent her leaving by literally lying under her car. Yeah. During the altercation, Wilde told him, I'm scared of you, Jason. I'm scared of you. And he said, if you're scared of me, why are you leaving your kids with me? Which is very, very messy. Um, then later the nanny added that Jason told her that she made this salad dressing and then made the special dressing and left it to go have dinner with Harry with the salad dressing. And that is the most upsetting part to Jason. Not the salad dressing, anything but the dressing. So I think what was really going on was at the time, I think we don't know the full timeline, but obviously now Olivia Wilde has left Jason and his family for Harry Styles. And of course that's like so upsetting, but it seems like Jason was putting the nanny in the middle, but from the text message I've seen, the nanny was also like bringing a lot of it on. It almost felt like the nanny and Jason, Jason Sudeikis had this like trauma bond where they were both like traumatized by Olivia Wilde and almost like bonding over that. Cause I felt like the nanny was saying just as much bad things as Jason was, and then sold all of these text messages. Well, apparently the nanny has been like harassing them for the past year and a half. So I thought it was really interesting that Olivia and um, Jason came out with a joint statement. Mm-hmm. I think, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday. And we're, and we're like, this all is false, like all fabricated. She's been harassing us for the past year and a half, even though the nanny said like bad things about both of them, they still came out with a joint statement. Yeah. it's very odd. There's definitely more to the story, but a lot of accounts are saying if I was Olivia Wilde, I would just drop the salad dressing recipe and then turn my phone off. So I don't know if Olivia Wilde was listening to what the people were saying, but last night she drops the salad dressing recipe. So here's the backstory on the recipe. Um, the recipe is from Nora Ephron's heartburn, which is a novel based on her own divorce from Carl Bernstein, the Washington post investigative reporter who helped uncover several key pieces in the Watergate investigation. And, um, I guess it's a great book. Everybody's saying that that's the twist that they never knew that was going to happen. But the, the ingredients is, are literally from part of the book where the character is making it. And she says, mix two tablespoons of gray Poupon mustard with two Mm. tablespoons of good red wine vinegar, Mm. then whisking constantly with a fork, slowly add six tablespoons of olive oil until the vinaigrette is thick and creamy. This makes a very strong vinaigrette. That's perfect for salad greens, like arugula and watercress. So now everybody's just like lolling because she's given them the the recipe, but then does that debunk what her joint statement said about a lot of this is fabricated? I think Olivia's just playing into it because I think she usually is so buttoned up, buttoned up when it comes to her PR moves, like during when they were doing, don't worry, darling, and doing the Venice film festival, like everything she said was media trained and you could tell she had like practiced what she was going to say. I love that. She's kind of playing with the press right now. Like, I think that was genius. She, she, she made us happy and that's all that really matters. Are are court and Kelly happy? Yes. Yes. I think (laughs) the internet is happy right now. I agree. 
Internet's happy with Olivia and mad at Bethany Frankel. Oh, yeah. I mean, but who's not? She's been annoying the crap out of me recently. Her, her latest TikTok about, oh, me calling Andy to get all the tea on BravoCon. It's like she complains about people constantly asking her to be a housewife. She's just so thirsty. I used to have so much respect for her. And I feel like all my respect for her is out the window. Well, as they say now, the biggest hypocrite in Hollywood is Bethany Frankel. So for a quick backstory to tell you guys what's going on, she's in a ton of hot, hot water. And it really started with her suing TikTok mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So Bethany Frankel, if you guys don't know, obviously an ex Roni housewife and has gotten on TikTok and really has gained a ton of popularity and is like constantly on my for you page, even though I don't follow her because she's doing all these like very authentic. I put in air quotes, beauty reviews where she's kind of like bashing other brands and saying like, no, absolutely fucking not. You don't need to get this. I don't really have my Bethany down, but that's as good as I could get. So she starts suing TikTok for not stopping a series of scan, scam advertisements using her videos and likeness to market counterfeit products is what she says in her lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that happens, it gets like a lot of press pickup. All of these creators start saying like, oh, this is kind of weird that Bethany is suing the platform that is gaining her all this traction and popularity right now. And she's probably going to launch a beauty brand because she's been doing all this beauty reviews on TikTok. So this TikTok creator, her name is Meredith Lynch, came out and allegedly spoke negatively about Bethany's previous brands that she's launched. And because of the videos, Bethany sent this TikTok creator, Meredith Lynch, a cease and desist because she had defamatory statements in Meredith's TikTok videos. So the TikTok community is so pissed and is in such an uproar because this billionaire is sending multiple TikTok creators cease and desist because they're talking bad about Bethany. Yeah. When it's like all Bethany does is talk crap about people and companies on her Instagram stories. Like she gets clicks because she talks shit about the Kardashians and because she talks shit about like all of their products and many other products beyond that. And then all these smaller, smaller TikTok creators start talking bad about her products. She's sending them cease and desist. And they, even if they're right, they don't have the funds to get lawyers and actually fight. Like this would be a crazy legal battle if they decided to fight it. So they're just like, fine, I'm not going to fight it. Yeah, no, it's wild. I, she has, I don't even want, like I used to always want her back on the shows. I don't even want her back on any sort of real housewives of New York because I don't like who she's shown herself to be. If you wanted to remain relevant, especially in the Bravo universe, because it was clear that she was upset that like she wasn't invited to Bravo con, but why would you be, you have only talked shit about Bravo since you left and her being like, Oh, I'm calling Andy and Andy's going to give me all the tea. It's like, Andy probably is friends friendly with you, but like, doesn't really care that he's going to call you right up and be like, this is all the behind the scenes drama and her bragging that like, she's tight with Andy and has all the behind the scenes drama is gross. She is one thirsty be <laughs> 100%. She's a thirsty, thirsty bee. Okay. Let's go into our so random watch party. You guys, I'm so sorry. This is so Bravo overload this episode, but like everything's just happening in the Bravo universe. We're really just leaning into that. 
<laughs> I mean, at this point, I, I think people want to hear about BravoCon to it. Like a lot of people seemed interested, even that might only watch one show. They want to have a better understanding of like what, what BravoCon even was. Was it fun? Was it worth it? Cause I think people want to go next year or want to, yeah. it is a lot of money. Like it's definitely not cheap. I was actually kind of shocked by the ticket prices. So that might not to go back to BravoCon stuff, but in terms of people being upset, I do want to say that because the tickets were so expensive and maybe people did like really splurge on getting it. I can understand like they're buying flights, they're buying hotels, and then they're buying these really expensive tickets and all the add-ons and all the add-ons. Like you're spending so much that, yeah, you want to have like VIP treatment, even if you're only GA. Yeah. I mean, I, it could easily be a $5,000 weekend if you do it like the way a lot of these Bravo accounts did it. But I do want to say if you are to do it next year, if they have it next year, they might even do it every other year. Cause it's like such a freaking undertaking. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend doing a one day and then doing like a one add on to yeah. your day. But that's very good advice because I was talking to Kyle about my 30th birthdays next year. And I was like, that would be such a fun birthday gift, but yeah, I wouldn't want to do three days. Like I would just want to do one day and then like one of the night fun night things. Yeah. And, and then next year we have to figure out which hotel we're staying in and then just go post up in the lobby. Cause that's yes. where all the real, real Jennifer Aiden throwing drinks shit goes down. Oh yeah. They had stayed at the Gans board. I think this past time. Oh God. Okay. Well, we got to do that next year. All right. So let's do a quick spitfire of last week's episodes. I just want to get your hot take on some of my cues. Okay. Starting with Salt Lake city. Are you team Meredith at this point in the season? Are you team Meredith or team Lisa? I I'm team Lisa. I am too. Are you upset (laughs) saying that? No, I mean, because I also like, I get it. The things that she said about Meredith, like my feelings would be so hurt, but at this point, we have to move on. And she's apologized so many times. And I felt bad. Lisa really yeah. seemed upset that last episode, which that last episode might've been one of my favorite episodes of housewives of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And the fact they're creating this with only five girls, it's truly like art. Kyle was even laughing. We were just sitting there laughing about the jazz tickets. And when, um, Heather told, uh, Lisa to have a glass of wine and a bite of fish, I just thought every aspect of that episode was pure comedic genius. It was a fan freaking tastic. I felt bad. I can't remember if it was, it was this past episode or the one before, but where Lisa was like, Meredith, I used to be your sister. And Meredith's like, no, you're not my sister anymore. And Lisa's like, fine. And she just leaves. Like, I felt really bad for her at that point. Yeah. I think that like, I get where Meredith needs the time to like heal from being talked about in that way. Cause I would feel the same way before trusting her again. But like at this point we're on a crash trip and this isn't normal life. Like no. you guys aren't normal life and normal friends where you can just avoid that person forever. After they said those things about you and your family, we're filming a show and we got to like, keep it moving. We got to keep it moving. Exactly. Okay. Do you think Whitney creates storyline for the camera slash? Do you think she self-produces or do you think this is, or do you think it's a, her authentic self? The stuff about the abuse is obviously that is horrifying. And I'm grateful that she's speaking about it because I I'm sure that that helps a lot of people. I do think a lot of where she's coming from is like a hurt place right now. So, but I do think she's extremely smart. 
I think she's one of the smartest cast members and knows what she's doing when she brings certain things up. She knows like what needs to be said. And I love that about her. Like talk yeah. about um, Carlos King, who's a producer for all of these shows. He calls that person the force multiplier who just keeps the story moving. And without a Whitney, like we're just going to keep swirling. Yeah. I mean, that was the compliment that Heather Dubrow are it might it might have been I actually might have been Emily I can't remember I was watching all the BravoCon panels via creators lives so it was a little hard to hear but it was either Emily or Heather said that Tamara Judge the moment she came back to Real Housewives of Orange County it was as if there was like this puzzle missing and how good she is about keeping the storyline moving that they were missing from the show. Yeah. And even Tamara was like, they, like, that is a very nice compliment. Okay. I'm really embarrassed, but like, I just got the chills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like justice for Tamara. I, I, I like weird, weirdly a Tamara Stan and that'll probably change in about five minutes. Okay. My last thing I wanted to bring up about Salt Lake city is this weekend, Heather and Whitney were always on opposite sides of the couches. They like barely made eye contact. So they're obviously still not in a good place, which makes me really, really sad. Yeah, that's really sad. I think uh, everybody at BravoCon, at least from the questions, like the Q and A's, everybody was trying really hard. Like at one point, somebody said at the uh, ultimate girls trip panel, if, if um, Heather, I mean, if, Vicky and Tamara, after all of these years, can be sitting on the couch and being friends, then Heather and Whitney can get to a good place. Yeah. Yeah. But Vicky and Tamara cut from a day way different cloth. <laughs> they're like, they're aliens. Okay. Beverly Hills. Does Erica actually feel bad for the statement she made about Crystal and her eating disorder, body dysmorphia, like all of those crazy statements she made? I don't think. Erica has any self-awareness to feel bad about anything she's ever said. Like she, I do think in that sentence when she said that she watched it back and realized that she was in the wrong, I think that was genuine. Erica's just such a tough person because I would have a lot of trouble being friends with somebody like her because she has zero empathy. And when zero. you have a friend that has, does not have empathy and can never see where you're coming from, like that would just be a really tough person for, for, I think either of us to be able to like have in our lives. And I think it's hard for crystal because I think crystal has a lot of empathy. Yeah. My, like, my thing with Erica is she's just absolutely unwilling to say she's wrong in situations. Yeah. I think she was like, I mean, she's doubled down on her like weird ass comment about taking laxatives. And it's like, you've had six months to come up with a apology mm -hmm. about this whole situation. And you're like doubling down. It's so bizarre to me. Yeah. Okay. Potomac. Do you think Ashley and Michael split is the real deal? Yes. And I love that she was hooking up with Luke this past weekend. <laughs> that was so fun. So fun. And he's four years older than her. Oh, weird wait, right wait, how old is she she's like basically our age well not really she's like 33 or 34 oh my god so he's yeah older yeah wow I did not I realize that 
when I first heard it, I was like, wow, she's like really going for the young bucks, but it's just because their shows, like he's still in college in my head for some reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, wait, I'm going to Google this because I need to get to the bottom of it. We got to get yeah, to the bottom of this. She's 34 years old. Yeah. She's only 34. Yeah. She she's, I don't know. She's always just seemed older. I think she has that matureness about her. Yeah. Um, she was 27 when she started the show. Oh, so then why we could have gotten cast on Roni. Yeah. I'm saying it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, she, Luke is older than her. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I and love you, it. You heard it here first. We are breaking the news live. <laughs> <laughs> we oh are. Give, oh, and yeah, Luke is 38. Okay. So yeah, yeah four they, years older. They are like old and they're still college people and partying. Like it's, I I don't understand. They're 30, they're 38 to like 42 at this point. Yeah. They need a reboot. They need a reboot. Have you started winter house? No, that's on my list. I'm so behind on Bravo shows, but I am excited to start. Yeah. I watched the first episode. It's a little cringe just because there are a lot of new people on it and you can Mm -hmm. tell they're like really nervous, but let's just give them a couple days and a couple fireballs. Yeah. Give them a couple fireball shots and they're going to be just fine. They'll be just fine. Um, what are some other things you're watching besides Bravo? So I have been on this Mr. Robot kick with Rami Malik, and I'm obsessed with it. It's such a good show. Um, it's on Amazon prime. It's four seasons and I'm literally at the show finale season four last episode. It's I'm watching it tonight. I cannot wait. I'm a huge Rami Malik fan. You know, he was, um, in queen or he played, uh, Freddie Mercury and won oh, the golden oh, globe, oh. won the Oscar. Ask, yeah. Yeah. And so he also won an Emmy for Mr. Robot. It's such a good show. It's very much about like computers and hacking and all that stuff. It's kind of dark, but it's really good. I don't know why I've just been stuck on that. So I haven't been watching Bravo as much. Is it kind of sci-fi? Like it'll be it's, good for a John. It's very sci-fi. Yes. If he's into that type of stuff, like I am, the reason why I started watching it was because I just finished the leftovers and I wanted something that was similar to that. And on Reddit, they told me to watch Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. Don't bring up Reddit in this household. Oh yeah. 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 Are you going to talk about that? I don't know. Should I really quick? Yes. I think okay. people want to know. Okay. So you guys, <laughs> there I am minding my own freaking business back truly. at BravoCon, literally, truly. And okay. I just want to say like, I had a great outfit on. I felt fantastic. I've never been complimented more in my life. And I was really feeling myself. Yeah, It was, it was basically a mix between a Dorit look and a Kim K SNL Balenciaga hot pink moment. But then who came out of nowhere to actually freaking steal your look? Mother effing Paige DeSorbo woke up and chose violence that day. (laughs) Saw what I was wearing. And then decided to wear it. You know what? I wish I wore it on Saturday because we were yeah. supposed to go Saturday. I was going to wear that look. And then I wish, and then if she wore it on Sunday, like that would have been so much better. That would have, because if she would have seen you, I honestly think she would have changed her outfit. A, a thousand percent. She would have changed. We had the same exact outfit on. So anyway, somebody like takes a picture of me as I'm minding my business about to get a, you gonna check me boo margarita. And I was waiting in line to get that. And somebody takes a picture of me and puts it on Reddit and was like, who wore it better? And like started this whole thing with me and Paige DeSorbo. 
I didn't look at the comments. I don't want to know. Yeah. But I saw the first one and it was like, what the fuck are both these people wearing? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the top comment was like, they look like bottles of Pepto-Bismol. Oh yeah. 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 That was one of the comments. Um, no, I mean, yeah, don't read the comments, but at one point somebody was saying in the comments that they know you, they were like, I know this girl and she's really upset about this. And I'm yeah. And I was going to screenshot it and send it to you. But then I was like, maybe you are really upset. And I didn't, I didn't want to, um, like send you it, but it, it, that was very weird that somebody said that they were like, we need, this needs to be taken down. Cause she's very upset. So I don't know. I don't think the, per- I think the person knows who you are and maybe thought I would be upset about and it. Thought you would be upset because there were comments saying like, if this person isn't a Bravo celebrity, then we shouldn't be like discussing this and it should be taken down. And then somebody was like, no, that's Daisy from below deck sailing. <laughs> I got Daisy. Yeah. They thought you were Daisy or, um, uh, oh my God, somebody else. Yeah. Daisy. And then somebody's like, that's not Daisy. Like Daisy, Daisy would never wear that. That was like a very weird thing, but then it got, it basically in the comments got decided that you were just a commoner. And then everybody (laughs) said Paige would be even more upset to know that like a commoner was like wearing the same outfit as her. Oh my God. I'm dying. It's I mean, actually really funny. I'm just like living out my 10 minutes, my, my two minutes of Reddit infamy with <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. I know, but the, there was somebody that went into the comments and said that that's Kelly from at court and Kelly, but then that person went back and deleted. So I don't know if it got deleted or if she was like, actually, I'm going to delete those comments. So, cause it was in there, which I was kind of excited about. Like, yeah, yeah. like let's get some Hell follows. Yeah. We might as well get some traction from this whole thing. <laughs> but then I don't know if that person was like, oh, I don't want to like blow up her spot, blow up her spot type of thing. Yeah. But the best comments were like, wow, Paige would be so upset to know like a commoner is in her same outfit. <laughs> I'm dying. <gasps> wow. A lot of shit went down this weekend. Yeah. I can't believe it. It was so fun. I can't believe it. Okay. I just want to tell you quickly a couple things I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching the watcher on Netflix. It's good. It's really good. It's like kind of spooky. So just be careful. I don't usually like spooky, but this is good. I'm also keeping up with the card. (laughs) I didn't even mean to say that. I really didn't mean to say that. (laughs) I am. I'm keeping up with the Kardashians on Hulu. I'm finding it incredibly boring. Like I put it on in the background if I'm doing my makeup or something just to kind of hear what's going on. I I expected more from them this season and we're not really getting it. Weird storylines that seem to just like they're just making it up. I watched the first episode and I think that was wonderful with the baby being born. But then I just lost interest. I haven't been keeping up as they say. Yeah. It's just weird. And it just feels like they're kind of putting out content for the sake of like being on on a show. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It's not the same as like, I think the first episode was very real, but then it seemed, you know, they're now just like, okay, we have to do this and we have to like make the money. So let's just keep going with random storylines. Yeah. Like we're talking about Chris's hip hip replacement. That was like the entire episode. And I'm like, I don't want to know about that. I want to know about other things. <laughs> yeah. Like Pete Davidson, which they clearly edited out yeah. of the show. Yeah. 
They did talk about Kim did talk about going to bone zone with Pete Davidson with her grandma for a couple of minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it was just awkward. Yeah, that is awkward. Oh my gosh. So that's what I am watching. What are some things you're loving? So my so random thing I love this week is I'm loving Zola. I don't know if I've said this one. I don't know. I can't remember, but I'm loving Zola because this is not an ad, but mostly just because it's actually been very easy to work and really, um, helpful in terms of like getting my RSVPs in that's where the stage I'm at of wedding planning is like harassing people and my parents, friends. I'm like, mom, you need to tell blah, blah, blah to like RSVP. He doesn't know how to use a computer. And I'm like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know what else to do at this point, but Zola does make it easy. Like I can do it on my end. I'm just like, whatever. But yeah, the parents, friends invites, like they're going to give you the craziest things. Three of them don't know how to use computers. I'm like, what? How do they check their email? I don't know. So I had to do it all. I was like, you literally just go on to the website. Like Zola couldn't make things easier. You hit, will you attend? Do you have a dietary restriction? Yes or no. Next. Will you attend? Do you have a dietary restriction? Do you have a question? No. Send and enter. That's it. That's all you do. That's all you do. Did you leave yourself some nice note, a nice note from the attendee? No, because I'm more just like frustrated. I'm like, (laughs) I don't understand. You can't just like tell my parents to tell me that you're coming. Like I I need like an official, like you doing it yourself that you're coming. But at this point, I'm just like, fine, I'll do it. Give them, give them, give them the old chicken. Yeah. Well, we're having a like station situation. So not plated. So whatever, everybody they have to be have, last, they have to be last in line. There's a mashed far, potato bar. Just go help yourself. As far as I'm freaking concerned. Yeah. Um, I'm loving Thursday boots. Wow. So it's Johnny's birthday next week. Really? And for his what birthday, day? it's on the first. Okay. I have to say, this is really wild. So I moved to New York last year, November 1st on his birthday. And oh I am basically like. God gave Johnny me for his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. So you don't have to get him a present. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. Exactly. (laughs) For his birthday, I've decided I like, he's a really easy figure to dress. Like he has a really easy, like stature he's really easy. I'm just kidding. That was weird. Um, so I am getting him a new outfit. Oh, I love that. So Thursday boots are like really nice men's boots and they also have women's boots too, but I'm getting him like a really nice pair. I, he doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, actually he might. So I need to tell him not to. So I'm getting him a pair of really nice Chelsea boots. Oh, good. I love that. That's such a nice gift. Yeah. But I'm thinking about telling him to open everything before we go to the Berkshires. So he um, looks really cute at the pumpkin patch. Oh, yay. Hey, <laughs> well, I love it. I mean, that's going to be really exciting and I can't wait to see his boots. Yes. To see his boots. Wow. That was fun. So much fun. Okay. So everybody needs to remember to rate, review, and subscribe and share the episode with your friends and make sure to tell everybody about us. And we will be back in two weeks with more fun and talk about us on Reddit some more. Bye. Bye. <laughs>